الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد حياكم الله إخوان وبارك الله فيكم الحمد لله أوفريز Previous weeks, we've had the opportunity to go through some of the chapters in relation to the Tahara, where we've discussed uh, the the affair of water itself and purification of water itself, as well as the the action of purifying yourself when using the bathroom, Afalan, as well as purifying yourself from the minor impurity, purifying yourself from the minor impurity. Which is, of course, the action of what? Wudu. Naam. And so, this week, we go on to mention and go on to discuss the purification from the major impurity. Like how one purifies themselves from the major impurity, and that is, no doubt, the purification of Al-Ghusl. The purification of Al-Ghusl. And the ghusl, first and foremost, you have two uh, reading or two ways to pronounce this word. When you have the ghain, the seen in the lamb. So you have the ghusl and you have the ghusl. Now the ghusl with the dhamma and the ghusl. Does anyone know the difference between the two? Between ghusl with dhamma and ghusl with fatha. Ghusl is having a shower, okay. Um, and ghusl is to wash something or something. No, essentially that's, what, that's the difference. So ghusl is what is referred to as a ghusl, let's say ghusl first, with the fatha, is known as a fi'l. Muta'addi is a fi'l or is derived from the is action which is muta'addi. So an action which is muta'addi, so it's an action which is done to something else. So you'd say, for example, ghasl for the ghasl mayit, washing the dead, washing the deceased. Because you're doing the washing to something else, like the deceased in this case. As for the ghusl bidamma, the ghusl dhamma is referring to the washing of oneself. And it's, a, it's, it's going back to the fi'l which is lazim. So it's an action which is done to oneself. And so no doubt, when we're referring to this affair of the purification, then it's the ghusl of the janaba. Washing oneself and cleaning oneself from this impurity. And Shaykh al-Islam al-Taymiyyah, he mentions that the affair of ghusl or washing is of two types. The washing is of two types, whether that be ghusl or ghusl. So he makes jump between the two and he mentions there are two types. There's one which is wajib, 
So you have the washing, which is an obligation. And then you have the washing, which is... Mustahab. You have the washing, which is... I uh, recommend it. And it's Mustahab. As for the obligatory washing, then this is, first and foremost, the Ghusl Janaba. The Ghusl Janaba, and this is what we're going to discuss further in more detail today. The Ghusl of the Hayd. The Ghusl al Mayit. And the Ghusl of Islam. So the first is the Ghusl Janaba, and if so, to remove the major impurity. That's the first. The second is the washing for the Hayyid. When the woman has finished her menses and then she does the washing. She washes herself. The third is Ghusl Mayyid, is washing the deceased. Again, an obligation. So the third. Is Rasul al Mayyid washing the deceased? And then the fourth, the fourth is the Rasul of Islam. What do you think that means? The Rasul of Islam. Now, so when someone embraces Islam, that they make the Rasul. So Shaykh al Islam Taymiyyah here, he's referring to this washing as an obligation. Naam. He's referring to his washing as an obligation. Uh, the, the washing when a person becomes Muslim. And the delil which is used for that, the delil which is used for that is a narration which is found in Muslim of Imam Ahmed. Where he mentions, as the mention, إِذَا بِلَوَا حَائِتُ الْبَنِي فُلَانِ فَمُرُّوهُ أَنْ يَغْتَسِلُ I go to the dwellings of Bani Fulan and command him to wash. Referring to the individual that uh, had embraced Islam. So, however, the reality is, is that this narration itself is one which has an isnad, which is da'if. The isnad is da'if. Naam. And so thus, the hadith is da'if. The isnad is da'if, so the hadith is da'if. And so, in reality, we would not say that the ghusl, the washing, the washing rather, for the the uh, one that embraces Islam, rather, even though it's it's something which is encouraged to do, it's not said that this is an obligation. Naam, that it becomes an obligation. The one that embraces Islam uh, it becomes an obligation. Likewise, what we mentioned with this is that the washing for the person that embraces Islam is a washing which is uh, for both both forms. So whether they are embracing Islam aslan or whether they are embracing Islam as a result of a ridda whether they are embracing Islam as a result of them apostating naam the recommendation for a person to perform the ghusl is one and the same in both scenarios 
No, nah, does it make sense? So it doesn't, doesn't matter if his, his person embraced Islam for the first time, or the person was Muslim, apostated, and then he's embracing Islam again. We both are one and the same. Both are one and the same, and, and the recommendation is for them to form the Muslim. But it's a recommendation, and it's not an obligation. Naam, because the, the narration mentioning the command to perform the ghusl has a daf within it, it has a weakness within it. So that's the first type of washing. First type of washing is what? What type of washing is it? Barakallahu feekum? Wajib. Naam, the obligatory washing. The second is the washing which is mustahabba. Naam, the washing which is recommended. And an example of that is the washing where a person, as is mentioned here again by Sheikh Rasulullah ibn Taymiyyah, yuqsad bihi and nadhafa. So the intention in this washing is that they want to clean themselves. Now, because they are going to uh, meet, or they're going to be gathering with people. Now, so they want to be in a, in a clean state, in a general, generally clean state, yeah, and in a literally clean state. And no doubt, no, no doubt this affair of uh, the washing of oneself is something which is mustahab. And this ghusl, Shaykh al-Islam mentions, he enters a lot of examples into this type of ghusl. So he mentions, Rahimahullah, for example, the ghusl of Jum'ah, the ghusl of Jum'ah, or the ghusl of Eidain. Likewise, the ghusl for Kusuf. Kusuf referring to what? The eclipse prayer. So he mentions that performing the ghusl before the eclipse prayer even. Naam, with this is what? Uh, the water. Seeking rain, now essentially seeking the rain now, and likewise as well, the ihtisal for the ihram, ihtisal ihram. So a person performing the ghusl before they enter the state of ihram. These are all examples of the ghusl which is mustahab, and so the person performs the ghusl because they're going, they intend to 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 do a particular action. And so in this case, it is uh, mustahab. The second example, or the second form of a, of a ghusl which is mustahab, is a ghusl which has been legislated for a particular reason. A ghusl which has been legislated for a particular reason. I specified in this particular scenario. What is an example of that, and what is meant by that, is that you have the ghusl of the mustahaba. So, the mustahaba, for example, is the woman that has irregular bleeding. So it's not bleeding, which is her menses, but it's bleeding which is, no doubt, uh, regarded as being from the, the uh, or najasa. So there's still some form of impurity, and so she washes away the blood. Now, what is sufficient and what is obli obli the obligation upon her before she performs the salah is to wash away any form of impurity and then perform the wudu and then perform the salah. 
That's the obligation. However, as mentioned here, then this what can be what she can do further is actually perform ghusl. Naam, and this is the particular uh, scenario. In this particular uh, scenario, then she has the ability to perform ghusl in that regard, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows best. Tell Thereafter, we have the speech from Ibn Khudamu Rahimahullah when he begins the Bab Ghusl al Janab, the chapter referring to the washing oneself from the Janab, the state of Janab. And when Mujib Lahu and what it from the things that uh, make it an obligation and make it a necessity to do so. Is a khuruj of many. And so, this is the emittance of semen. So, when you have the emittance of semen, then in this scenario, the individual must perform ghusl. So, it is the emittance of this particular substance, and it's understood that it is. Uh, Ma'am, that it, it comes with an affair of desire as well. It comes with desire. And the delil for this, the proof for this, is found within the Kitab, the Sunnah, and the Ijma. So it's found within the Kitab, the Sunnah, and Ijma. As for the delil within the Book of Allah, Tabarak Ta'ala, is the ayah awla mastumun nisa falam tajidu ma'a fatayammamu da'am or the ayah previous to that rather wala taqrabu salata wa antum suqara hatta ta'lamu ma taqulun wala junuban illa abri sabili hatta tabtasilu and so the ayah mentions that do not approach the salah whilst you are in a state of intoxication until you know that which you are saying. Nor the one that is in the state of Janava, except for the one that is upon a journey. I none, no one should do so until they perform the ghusl, until they purify themselves, or they have had intercourse with the women and they do not find water, then they must perform the tayammum. Likewise, you have the same of Allah Ta'ala, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ جُنَبًا فَتَحَّرُوا And if you are in a state of janaba, then purify yourself. Again, this is uh, Adilla from the Book of Allah Ta'ala. As for the Adilla, which is found in the Sunnah of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam, then you have the narration of Umm Salim. The narration of Umm Salim, which is mutafakan alayhi, and he found in Bukhari and Muslim. Where he mentions, he mentions, Ya Rasulullah, inna Allah la yastahi min al-haq. Hal ala al-mar'ati min al-ghusl, o min ghusli, idha hiya ihtamanat, 
Naam. And so, Um Sulaim mentions, O oh, Messenger of Allah, indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not, or Allah ta'ala is not shy when it comes to the revelation of truth. Is there a ghusl which is performed by the woman if she has a sexual dream? And in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions, Naam, إِذَا رَأَتِ الْمَانِ So he mentions, alayhi salatu wa salam, yes, if she sees, either a discharge in that regard. So this narration here, again, is proof from the sunnah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that... In this scenario, the ghusl is legislated. And so, from the things that I mentioned, is the ghusl is legislated if, naam, if the person uh, or the, any, or any uh, scenario where semen leaves the body, naam, or there's discharge in that regard. And so, Again, Ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions that this is the case whether the person is sleeping or they're awake. Naam, wajib al-ghusl. So it's a must that the person performs the ghusl whether, regardless of whether they're sleeping or they're awake. Naam, so if the person sees that there is an after, there is some, there is some uh, effect or some uh, remnants rather of the the discharge, then the person performs the ghusl. And they say, or was mentioned, that the proof for this is the narration of Aisha. And the narration of Aisha mentions that a man came and he sees some uh, he sees some of the remnants of discharge. However, he does not remember having any form of sexual dream. However, he's commanded to perform the ghusl. And then there's the example of the man that has the sexual dream. However, he does not see any remnants of discharge. And it's mentioned, La ghusl ali. There's no ghusl which is upon him. It's not, it's not upon him to perform the ghusl. It's not an obligation. There's nothing that indicates that the person, that there's any semen, that came from the person. Also, this narration is found in the Sunnah of Abu Dawood and the Musnad of Imam Ahmed. And in its reality, it's a narration which is da'if. It's a, it's a narration which is da'if. And Imam Al-Tirmidhi, rahimahullah, he mentions that so as well, that this narration is da'if. However, that which is mentioned by Shaykh al-Albani also, 
Again, that the narration is da'if. However, there is another narration from Anas which strengthens it. Now, there's another narration from Anas, Ibn Malik, that strengthens it. Now, so what we understand in that regard is that if you have a narration that is weak, however, with that narration it is referred, it has a da'af, as a weakness which is referred to as a da'af and yasir. So it's a minor weakness. Then it's possible that another narration that mentions the similar ahkam or similar wordings can strengthen that narration. Does that make sense, Ikhwan? So, does anyone know what an example of a, of a, of a, a minor weakness would be in a narration. Minor weakness. Liverpool. No. Well, the five conditions in the Sahih are not fulfilled. Jayid, Sahih. However, now we're saying that the narration, some narrations, they might have a, a, an extreme weakness. For example, if you, if the, in the chain of narration, it has Fulan, is Kadab. Now, that's a, that is a major weakness. It doesn't matter if you find air, like a whole set of narrations. That kind of narration itself can never be strengthened because he has a major, it has a major weakness. Does that make sense? So we understand what major weaknesses. For example, the person's a liar. Naam. Or the, he's Muftaham al He's the one that's accused of lying. He's an individual that lies when it comes to the speech of the people. So it's feared that he may lie against, upon the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Naam. These are major weaknesses. But what are we talking about when we say that there's a weakness which is not as major? Um, memory. Memory, now. So, for example, someone may be known to have a weak memory. He narrates, forgets, narrates, forgets. Now, so, that is a, it's, a, it's less so of a, of a, of a bigger weakness. It's not a, it's not a major weakness. Why? So, if we have now, for example, and this is the case within, with this narration. Within this narration, uh, you have narrate, a narrator known as Abdullah ibn Umar al-Amri. And he has a weakness in terms of his health. However, what does it indicate if you have another narration that is the same as what he said. That he was right this time. That he was right this time. Nah, that he was right this time. So then you can take that narration. And this is the case with here, in what we're discussing here. So, what we, what we understand from this now is that the ruling is that if the person sees some remnants of discharge, then he has to perform the ghusl. If he doesn't see it, then he doesn't perform the ghusl. Naam. So this is the first thing. And any form of discharge of semen 
is something that necessitates the ghusl. Now, any form of discharge of semen is anything that necessitates the ghusl. Barakallahu fikum. Another act that necessitates the ghusl as well is the meeting of the two uncircumcised parts. Naam iltiqa akhitaneim. And this here is referring to, no doubt, the private parts. The private parts of the male and the private parts of the female. That in this scenario, it is something which obligates the ghusl. Now, this is something which is, the ruling upon this is that it is ijma. This, this hukum, this particular ruling, that the meeting of the two private parts it necessitates ghusl, then this is something which, necessi- which is, uh, there's a consensus on. There's a consensus amongst the scholars in that regard. And this is due to the narration, which is, again, Mutafakan Alay, a narration found in Bukhari, a Muslim, uh, and it's a narration of Abu Huraira, narration of Abi Huraira, radiallahu anhu, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, إِذَا جَلَسَ بَيْنَ شُعَبَهَا الْأَرْبَعَ ثُمَّ جَهَدَهَا فَقَدْ وَجَبَ الْغَصُولِ The hadith is mutafakan alayhi. And so, the hadith, the narration mentions that if he was to sit between the four limbs of the woman, and engage in yani, sexual relations with her, then it obligates the ghusl. It's an obligatory to perform the ghusl. You have, in the narration of Muslim as well, so we have the narration which is in both, Bukhari Muslim. However, in the narration of Muslim as well, there's a ziyadah, there's, there's an extra wording as well. Where it mentions within them, yunzin. And so the narration mentions even if the man does not ejaculate. Naam. So even if there is no uh, semen that comes from the male, it's still an obligation upon him to perform the ghusl. Naam. Does that make sense? So here, the reason why that is mentioned, or the reason why that is significant, should we say, is that the if a person if the if the semen exits the body and you have uh, marital relations, sexual relations, then these two things are separated. Now they're two separate things. So you have the semen as one thing and you have the the, the relations as another thing. And it's not it's not seen as one thing. Now one if if the semen exits the body in any scenario, then the person has to perform the the, the ghusl of janaba. If the person now uh, has sexual relations, and even if nothing comes from him from semen, the man the, the, the male does not ejaculate in that regard, then it's still the case that the person has to perform the ghusl. And so it's important that there that that distinction is made between the two. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. So, thereafter, you have the mentioning of Mukudama, or Wal Wajib Fihi and Niyah 
وتأميم بدنه بالغسل مع المضمرة واستنشاق. And so the obligation when it comes to the ghusl is that the person has to have the niyyah. Naam. And the water has to cover the whole body along with the madmada wastinshaq. Madmada wastinshaq is what? What's madmada wastinshaq? The water through the nose and the water through the mouth. So, so this has to occur. And so. You have two types of ghusl. You have the ghusl which is referred to as a kamil. And then you have the ghusl which is known as the ijza'un. So the ghusl kamil, or the ghusl rather, the ghusl kamal rather, the ghusl kamal is the ghusl where the person performs the wudu. Now, just as you perform the wudu for the salah, then he performs the ghusl. He performs the ghusl. And the proof for this particular means of performing the ghusl is the hadith of Aisha and the hadith of Maymuna. And this is a narration where the Prophet performed the ghusl by way of washing the hands, then performing the wudu. As is the wudu for the salah, and then causing of causing pushing the water to the to the roots of the hair, naam by way of his hands, and pouring water over his head three times, and then washing the rest of his body. This is the narration of Aisha. What's going on? So. This narration is an indication that the person can perform the ghusl in this particular way. This is the sifa of the ghusl, the, the description of performing the ghusl. Naam. And that's the, the ghusl of the kaman. As for the ghusl al-ijzaq, then this is put as causing the water, pouring all the water over the body with the intention of ghusl. Naam. With the intention of ghusl and wudu. And likewise, the person performs the madmada washtinshaq. And we understand that the proof for this is the general ayah. The previous ayah mentioned in the Surah Al-Ma'idah, we call to Junaban Fatahharu. That the, if the person is in the state of Janaba, then perform the Tahara or purify oneself. So is that clear the two the two ways that a person can perform the ghusl? Now what are they Prophet? You can make the wudu, then the ghusl, naam. So you can, then, or you could, 
Да. Да. Likewise as well as mentioned. And it's from the Sunnah the person mentions the Tasmiya, i.e., the Basmala. So from the Sunnah the person mentions the Basmala when performing this, this act of the Ghusl. And what would you say the proof for that is? There's no salah about the wudu. Or there's no wudu about the basmala. Oh, that's the narration you're using. No, I'm not very. But this is ghusl though. When you come out of ghusl, are you in the state of wudu as well? No, but this is talking about ghusl. Sah? Whatever is not begun with the basmala is cut off from the. Hmm. No. <laughs> what? Which? Okay. To be fair, the, the the narration you is the correct narration. No, it's correct. But why is it correct? The second one. This is the first one. Sorry. Because within the action of ghusl is wudu. So the ahkam of wudu are going to be uh, relevant for the ghusl. Hence the basmala is going to be relevant for the ghusl. Because the ahkam of wudu is the basmala. So hence why it is mentioned that it's from the sunan to perform or to, to mention the basmala. But would you say it's from the sunan? For the world, also, then Allah knows best. You say it's obligatory for this as well. No, nah, we say it's obligatory for both scenarios. Um, and what is the the manner in which we mention uh, or the, the basmala? How is the basmala done? No, but I mean, no, majority is in like a West there. The oh, that's that's now that's a different masala though. Yeah, this, that's a different because you can't say that. No, that's that's that's, that's the different masala. I'm asking about that though. <laughs> I'm asking about something else. But we can talk about that after though, inshallah. Say, so it's relevant. But what I'm saying is, going back to what we're talking about in terms of the wudu, now and the person makes the ghusl or rather the person does the basmala for the wudu. When do they do the basmala? That's 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 what I'm asking. Now, nah, but when do they do the basman at If you make a wudu, for example. Uh, okay. When do you say the basman? Before undressing? If you are to go into the shower. You are just sitting here. You make a wudu? If you make a wudu, just make a wudu. Before you start, you begin. Before you begin. Now, yeah. what happens if you forget? You say it when you remember. Type. What if you remember, you still don't say it? No, 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 no,
the point I'm making here, Afwan went a bit around the, the houses of movies, but the point, the point, the main point is, is that the person has to say the best one before doing so. And it's the case, if it's the case for the wudu, then we say it's the case for the ghusl. If the person forgets, so during the ghusl, the person forgets, then when would they say it? So they remember. So they remember. Now, tell you, whilst we're there, we have a lot of the main, or a lot of the time, the bathrooms are in the toilet. So you have the toilet and you have the bathroom all in one place. And so then it may, it may prove to be problematic if you're talking about saying the best manner. Why is that a problem, first and foremost? Or is it clear? Mention Allah's name. Mention the name of Allah in the bathroom, the toilet. But then, of course, these are the places where you make what you make, where you make what you <coughs> So, what's the solution? Tfadl. Tfadl. It's the time when there's always another person can use What's the solution? Well, if, you, if you have a toilet, a bathroom like this. Together. Nah, you have the bathroom and the toilet in one place. So, you're gonna. <laughs> it's by exam. You're going to have to make ghusl in this place. Or you're going to have to make wudu in this place. What do you do? In terms of the best you can No, you can say you can you can say it within yourself or <coughs> when you come out or with the time before you enter. Okay. Be, or before you enter. Yes. No. So before you enter you can say the best one. And then perform the action. With that intent. Or no. Say it within your own self. So because you're saying the best one with the intent of the wall door. <coughs> so if for example you say the best one before you go in and you go in straight away and do the wudu for that but inshallah. Now, Allah Ta'ala knows best. So, likewise, as what well was mentioned here, is we had look bad And the person rubs the body with his hands. Now, the person rubs the body with his hands. Yeah, the, or as much as he can, can reach, basically. Just to make sure that the water reaches everywhere. Just to make sure that the water reaches everywhere. Naam, there's no doubt. The main cast, the main intent of uh, the ghusl the is that the water reaches everywhere. Whether it be the ghusl of Kamal or the ghusl of Zayf. So whether it be the ghusl for the, or the complete type of ghusl, which is the crucible of the wudu, or the one where the person just makes sure the water reaches everywhere. Now, it's important that the person does so. so this is why it's recommended to wipe or rub the water across the body as well. Now, and likewise as well. The mentioning that if the person, I the, the main thing as well is the intent. I the the, the near. So it's important that the person has <coughs> the near. 
before the person has the niya. Because the person may have a shower and even perform the madhu though it's still sharp, but he's having a shower. We're not now going to say that the person is tired in that regard. Sadiq on his salah. They're able to perform the salah. It's a must that the person has the niya. Naam. Or my then the person jumps in the sea. Naam, he jumps in the sea. Can we say that he's now. Um, he's now. Uh, he's now pure and is able to perform the salah. If he's upon Janabah, my friend. He makes an intention. So he said, if he makes an intention, he jumps in the sea. Then he's pure. No. Or so from the second type, yeah. it was near. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From the second type. And all the water goes over his body. Type. And he does not know And he does not know that. Who agrees with with yeah. what what Khalid said? Khalid says Khalid said, if the person jumps into the sea, he jumps into the sea. And he said, what? He has a niya. Liskodarik? He said, he has, a, he has a niya. So he jumps into the sea. He has the niya. He says, Bismillah. Are you allowing that addition? Sorry. Khalas. Sorry. You might be alone with that one, but we'll, we'll use it. He says, the Bismillah. So he has a knee, has the best, the best, and does mud of shin shah. Naam. You're saying in this scenario, he will um, be pure. Is that, that's what you're saying? Yeah, from the evidence from the Quran. From Who agrees? <coughs> Who agrees? He jumps into the sea. I think there's an opinion as well. You say you have to, like, you with the. No, some there's some dimension. There's, there's an opinion saying without this one, uh, no, no, Allah, Allah. But what, what are we saying? This, this is the this is the final thing, Shah. Yeah, you say there's the water that will make it correct. The salt, okay. So you're saying this, the, the water's okay? Yeah, right, right. Okay. <laughs> no. The issue is that they're not falling over themselves. The issue is that, that may be an issue. Okay. So what are we saying finally, Echo? It's getting late. <laughs> no. Do it all at once? How do you mean? To do it all at once. Okay. But then, to be fair, if you're doing the ghusl in the bathroom, you don't want to do it all at once. It's going to be one part, another part, another part. No. Khalid set all the conditions, to be fair. I'm saying the Khalid, upon Khalid's conditions, are we going to say that the person can now, the person comes out the sea and he's going to lead you in salah, you're going to pray behind him. Yes, okay. Yeah. And I call, yeah, 
reality isn't allowed. So I know the best of person is purified himself. Now, because you mentioned he had the intention. Now, that's what's mentioned for the Ghost. The person has to have the intention. What else did we mention? That the person has to perform the Madmuda with Tinshat. He mentioned that. Now, the person as well has to have the, it has to be the Ta'amin. And the water has to reach the whole body. If you jump in the sea, that's going to happen, inshallah. So, and also, the Zawm Lakhir, the Ikhwa mentioned that the water of the sea is what? Hey, what type of, what's it referred to in Arabic? <coughs> Tuhur. The water is Tuhur. Meaning that it's water that does what? It's pure in of itself and it purifies other than it. So then in this scenario, Allah Ta'ala knows best, a person would be pure. Nah, because it's fulfilled all of those things. So, so now the person could perform the ghusl where they do the wudu and they do all of these actions, but the person can also nam ensure if they ensure that the waters reach everywhere, including the mother of Eastern Shah, then they have purified themselves. Why actually one last question, sorry. Why is the mother of Eastern Shah specified here? Why? Why did they mention the mother of Eastern Shah? Because? Through all the Najas? I from the notes, you're saying. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, is, why, is, why is this specified? So they said, use the whole body. So as long as water reaches the whole body. But then, Madhu Dustin Sharks mentioned as well. It doesn't, it doesn't automatically go in. But why would it need to go in? That's more my question. Why does it need to go in? It needs to reach the whole body. And it is regarded as being from the. The face. <laughs> now, the mother is the sharp, the, the, the nose and the mouth is all regarded as being from the face. So, because the water has to reach the whole body, including the face, that's why you have to do the mother with the sharp in order to perform the ghusl. Now, and the second type of ghusl, even if you do that one, does that, if you do that one, would you be instead of after? Yeah. Because you've removed the major impurity. Because you've removed the major impurity, it, it removes minor impurity as well. Now, Allah Ta'ala knows best. Zakhman al-Khairan, Ikhwa. Zakhman al-Khairan. Barakullahu feekum. Wa sallallahu wa barak. Ala nabina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sallam. Wa akhir da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.